Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and puts them on our big list. Uh, my name is John. Uh, welcome back. Um, thank you guys for listening. I want to introduce James. Yeah. And Dustin. <laughs> hey. How are you guys doing? It's been a, it's, 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 it's been a week since we've, we've really talked. It's been another whole week. It's been a week, and I tell you, I've watched some things. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's been a week. We're still stuck. We're not. Still, we can't see each other. Pandemic bliss. Although I got that vaccination, you guys. Oh, you oh, fucking shit. loser! Vaccine, That's amazing. Vaccine number one. I've got it. <laughs> You're the first person I know who has the vaccine. James, do you know anybody? Um, no. Yeah, I mean, Just, it's Canada. Nobody has it yet. Can you? Ima- <laughs> can you imagine, like, if you had to pick, who should get the first dose? <laughs> It's I'd definitely not top, Dustin. It's definitely not Dustin. Dustin, you're at the bottom of my list. Oh, what? Oh, man. I thought you guys would have put <laughs> There's me There's people I don't high. like that should get it before you. I mean, you're not at the bottom, Dustin, for me, but you're like maybe the second from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Who's at the very Where's, bottom? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Steve uh, Seagal? Elmer Fudd. <laughs> I'm only just above Seagal. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's Satan and then there's you. I see how it is. Like Satan should have it before you should. <laughs> our Dark Lord. Well, actually, our Dark Lord should probably have it first. That guy's oh, got yeah. some fucking pretty good tales to tell. Oh yeah, definitely. He's got some souls to buy. So, uh, what's up with Pepe Le Pew getting canceled? Oh god. I guess he's a rapist, right? So. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. a skunk who wants to have sex with a. Kid. All right, sorry, James. Do you want to talk about Doctor Seuss too? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I'm just curious. So my what, favorite, we're against rapists now? My favorite part of the Dr. Seuss, uh, you guys know the Dr. Seuss thing, right? Like six of his books have been, like, yes, they, yeah. they stopped making them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, but that his, was Dr. Seuss, right? Dr. It's Dr. his Seuss. family who decided to stop producing, like, to stop yeah. publishing them. People are like, Dr. Seuss has been canceled by his kids and <laughs> grandkids. Like, it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, but that's the same thing with Mr. Potato Head, which is not Mr. anymore. It's just Potato Head. Like, if the company itself decides to do it, is that cancel or is that just evolution? Are you talking about in Canada or are you talking about in America? I don't know. No Mr. one in Canada gives a flying fuck about any of this shit. No, I'm just saying in general. Uh, I mean, I went on and I ordered all those Seuss books just to be safe. <laughs> well, those were those were Dustin's favorite six Doctor Seuss books. Yeah, like I mean, I like, I'm honestly, sure that like was a coincidence. Them, honestly, like three of them were my favorite Doctor Seuss books, not because of the offensive drawings. Uh, on Beyond Zebra, McGilliot's Pool, and um, of what I saw in Mulberry Street, those are all <laughs> among his very best books. Your, no, I mean, there's better. 
No, there's not. Yes, <laughs> there, there is. is. <laughs> um, the places you will go, yeah. better. The Grinch, better. <laughs> no. You don't think the, so? The Grinch cartoon is awesome. Grinch cartoon is pretty tight. Shut up, Dustin. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dustin, um, so uh, how was recording the Ben Shapiro podcast? Well, he hasn't asked me on yet, but I'm ready to go whenever Ben you know, sends out those feelers. I would love to be in the Ben Shapiro. I would love for him to crush me with logic. <laughs> Facts don't care about my feelings. And you know what? I have no emotions. So I can't wait for him to just destroy me. James, watch some shit. What did you watch, James? Ah, let's see. Um, we were talking noir last time, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, Out of the Past. Nice. Um, have you guys seen that? Yeah, Robert Mitchum. Yeah, I, I never seen it. So I got a bunch of movies lined up, but I, I figured I'd start with that one. It's got like such a great line in it. He says, I can see the frame, but I can't see the picture. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, this is this. I've heard this used by a lot of people like that. I really respect as a way to like talk about things. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a super cool quote. That line, like it's just I don't know. That line really stands out to me. It's just it's so. I mean, I fall asleep to like radio dramas like Johnny Dollar and you know uh, Philip Marlowe every night. But like I don't know. You just, like, like you need some of that good patter. Yeah. I just love it. So I watched. Uh, I watched that. Well, before you move on from him, like, what's your opinion of Robert Mitchum? Is this the first film you've seen him in? Yeah, I mean, I would say yes. I maybe I've seen him in other stuff. I I wouldn't. I have. I don't remember. So what? What else is he in? I don't know. Who is this uh, guy? Is he an up and comer? <laughs> he's a. So he's a. He's a pretty big up and comer. I, I, this kid's got a lot going for him. So he's. I think he's on uh, Mutiny on the Edge. HSS Bounty, I think, is one of his most famous movies. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. My favorite Robert Mitchum film is The Night of the Hunter, mm. uh, which, you, James, I this, movie, seen that. this movie will fucking blow your mind. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll read the tagline here. Uh, a religious fanatic marries a gullible widow whose children are reluctant to tell him where their real dad hid the ten thousand dollars he sold in a robbery so pretty much it's this um this fake priest who marries this woman whose husband uh robbed a bank or whatever and the kids won't tell him where the money is and the yeah. kids go on the run and he hunts the children he's like <laughs> down, he's like, he's like down a river in that movie yeah yeah, that sounds awesome. He has love and hate, I think it is, tattooed on his... On his uh, this is like 1955. His love and hate tattooed on his uh, on his wrist. On his knuckles? On his knuckles. Yeah. Like, it's... This movie, ah, it fucking rules. Nice. He's in the original Cape Fear as well. He's yeah. a scary motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, I also watched uh, Chopping Mall. <laughs> Very different. I like it. Like how yeah, different we're going yeah. direction. Went in a different direction. My favorite line or a line that sticks out for me in that movie is "Let's send him a Rambo gram." <laughs> That's a Rambo gram. They have all the machine guns and they're shooting at the the robots, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like. <laughs> I don't know. That movie's fun. That movie's it's hilarious. It's like also only like 70 minutes long. Oh yeah. It's perfect. Right in my wheelhouse. So. Right in your wheelhouse. Just over an hour. Yeah. So I could watch movies like that all day long. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun one for sure. Shopping mall. Kill bots. Thank you. Have a nice day. And then I started watching uh, the show you mentioned a while back, the Alice in uh, Borderland, is it? Oh I yeah. The Japanese yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's enjoyable. I'm only like three episodes in, but so it's far, not so a good. great show. It's no? just fun. Oh, I find it. I find it fun. That's all. Well, you yeah, it's it's totally fun. What I mean is like you're you're not like you're not going for like depth. Like you're you're not looking for like a, a like, John. Like it's a, me. It's James. Like, I'm sorry. Am I looking sorry. for depth? No, I'm looking for fun and blood <laughs> and guts. So yeah, this this movie has that. So I got it. And it actually, it's a, a kind of a cool story. Like it's it's very comic booky, yeah. Um, in the sense of like uh, the world building they do, and like how they like one dimensional characters that they kind of like spin out. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, I like it. That that's it. That's any it for misses? Me. No, no misses. Uh, I don't have time to watch a miss. No, no so. I think that well, Dustin's king of misses. So Dustin, what do you got? <laughs> oh, uh, well, for a miss, I got I watched uh, the new coming to 
America. Oh, coming sequel. to America. Yeah, the sequel nice. to the original there. Uh, 30 years later, Eddie Murphy. So not Arsene a banger. Hall. No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, there's I'm seeing mixed reaction to it. I thought it was like really unfunny. There's like maybe three funny jokes in the whole thing. And it's like almost two hours long. And it's a lot of it's just, I don't know. It's kind just a slog. Felt, yeah, it felt kind of pointless to me, really. I mean, there's worse movies, no doubt, but it's just, eh, why, why bother if you're not, like, it's it's obviously it's hard to come back and do a sequel to a movie like that many years later and still try to hit the same. It's got to be 30 years, stuff. doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it took 30 years, yeah. So, but I, I don't know. There's like maybe three, there's three like really funny jokes and then a lot of meh to, to me in that one. Uh, I went I went back and watched, though, we you know, we did Honest Thief a little while ago, which was pretty fucking bad and we got into that conversation about like all the liam neeson movies after taken right uh that he's done i when i watched cold pursuit which i had seen before yeah but um yeah you said you liked it yeah we I talked actually, about this i actually quite like that movie like it's uh it's not amazing by any means but it's got a funny script and interesting quirky characters and like the villain is really good in it really fun and it's not really an action movie actually it's more like they're trying to go for kind of a Coen Brothers sort of dark comedy tone in it. Oh yeah, but uh, it's actually I think I think it's pretty entertaining. Like especially if it's you know it's on Netflix or whatever, you're just like flipping through and you want something that's not going to overly tax your brain. Mm. Uh, it's it's leagues better than Honest Thief. So okay, just well we'll have to do that. There. You know, at Christmas it doesn't take place during Christmas though, does it? No, I mean, it's just really wintry and lots of snow just, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like the locations are interesting. Yeah, mostly uh, I think, uh, uh, what's, was it Fernie? What's that place up north? Anyway, somewhere in Alberta. Fernie's in BC. Isn't oh, it? you're right. I'm t- it's in it's the, the south. Other, the place I'm thinking of does start with an F, but it's in northern, more northern Alberta. Let's pull out the map here and talk <laughs> yeah, about a, Canadian here. <laughs> geography. Anyway, that's what I watched. Have you guys heard about, have I brought this up before, the Liam Neeson piss jeans? There are so many photos of Liam Neeson that he's just pissed himself. Yeah. With fans. <laughs> okay. Are they real? Yes, they are one hundred percent real. So is why he does he pee himself? He just—he's like well, a dog. A, he gets so I think excited. He's a, I think he's a crazy alcoholic. Oh, unfortunately, I've been unable to. I mean, I—I I see David Hasselhoff here in this list, and he pissed himself too. <laughs> In his own house, I think. Oh, I see uh, Pierce Bronson. He pissed himself. This one says, Liam Neeson pissed himself again, this time in Istanbul. I, I, think, the qu- <laughs> I, think, the, I think the thing is again. again. I'm not here to uh, shit on anybody, but Sounds like I'm just, man, I would love to piss myself in public. <laughs> I mean, just, just to just not, not care. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. He's cool. like, fuck him. I'm Liam Neeson. I can do what I want. It's pretty amazing. There's a couple of photos with fans where they look like, what the fuck did I just get into? <laughs> this guy reeks. <laughs> Super cool dude. Smells like piss. I want to talk about... Uh, still, love you. still love you, Liam. I want to talk about a show that I've gotten back into uh, that I started watching, I think, five years ago. I know, Dustin, you're a fan of this show search party oh search party yeah i've got to watch the new season then so i've gotten uh i got back into it started watching it from the very first episode i'm uh now about to finish season two man this show rules it's (laughs) It's so much fun and the people are horrible and nasty but like you kind of like like i don't know it's gross It's, it's like a, a show it's, just it's like, like a toxic relationship that you have with the show. It's just like relentlessly mocking these millennial characters, that, which I mean, James, do you know anything about this show? And- no, I don't know anything. I'm just looking at looking it up right now. So, uh, Search Party is a dark comedy about four self-absorbed twenty-somethings who become entangled in an ominous mystery when a former college acquaintance suddenly disappears. That is so cutting the show short. Uh, yeah, but that's actually pretty good because if it's you really good for the first that, season. Kinda, yes, but it that's where it starts and then it kind of goes different places from there it's super fun it's totally making fun of itself and the people involved like everybody in the this is one of the most self-aware shows i think i've ever watched yeah it's 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 a yeah i think so it's a 
it's a very specific type of humor, but if you like it, like you're going to really love it. Um, so I would yeah, definitely encourage people to give it a shot. Maybe from Arrested Development. I always forget her real name. Um, she's al- she'll always be maybe to me. Uh, yeah. Ali Schwakta. Schwakat. Ali, uh, Aliyah Schwakat. Schwakat. John Reynolds, John Early, Meredith Hagner. Um, yeah, a bunch of people. All the, all the characters are pretty funny and they each have their own sort of stupid ticks and stuff yeah they're all incredibly like round like i wouldn't say they're rounded but they're they're very like token characters of like new york hipster elite yeah there's so many it's it's a real it's a real takedown all right (laughs) doesn't get your ben shapiro take that millennials yeah take that take wait we are millennial no you're not you're old uh, He's you're a Gen, Gen X. You're Gen X. Yeah. Uh, fucking X. <laughs> fucking X. X gonna bring it to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I got no, I got, I got nothing, I got nothing negative. I need to start watching some, some more bad stuff, I think. Why? Um, I, so I can bring some bad stuff to you. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear what was shitty that John watched, not just the things he liked. Jeez. Well, I, I think I curate too much. I think I, I think I spent too much curating what I watch. Right. The only thing shitty I had was I I started watching uh, Community on Netflix. Yeah. Oh shit! And then Netflix decided to be like, Nah, you're not watching this. What do you mean? Wait, it just stopped gone? working. It just stopped what? working, and it said, "Try again later." Oh, so you're just having like network issues, is what you're saying? Oh, okay, <laughs> fuck. I thought you were talking shit about Community or the fact that it was not available in Canada anymore. No, no, it most definitely is. No, I I sat down, I wanted to watch it, and then... It wouldn't play. It wouldn't play. It'd play uh, uh, other shit. It'd play, you know, Adam Sandler movies, but... <laughs> it's like, sorry, James. The yeah. algorithm has decided that you only can watch Don't Mess With the Zohan. Yeah, stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. Oh, shit. I just finished rewatching Community, so I was like, oh, man, if they pulled it off, then I just snuck it in there no i believe it's still on there i'm just not allowed to watch it well i'll tell you something that's also not available on netflix uh our movie this week dark angel dark also angel. known as i come in peace yeah that's what i that's the title i always knew it under so uh before we get into this movie let's let's, let's roll the trailer houston texas it's christmas someone special is coming to town and it's not Santa Claus. Jack Kane, a cop who does things his own way. What are you doing? Shortcut. He's sensitive, understanding, and kind to strangers. Merry Christmas. But all that's about to end. Three well-armed men have their throats cut before they can even draw their weapons. Who could possibly move that fast? Aliens. Say what? Are you crazy? It's true. You need a psychiatrist, Jack. Your psycho stole a lot of heroin to kill people with. What are you gonna do? Tell them we're, we're fighting drug dealers from outer space, huh? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. And you go in pieces. Dark Angel. All right, man. Dark Angel, uh, AKA I Come in Peace. Uh, a renegade cop is forced to work with an FBI agent in order to bring down a group of drug dealers and sinister plans. So uh, I want to propose to you guys, before we get into this movie, Dustin, that you picked, um, this might be the most misleading um, synopsis of a film yeah, that's I have ever fucking uh, read. Well, that's on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read you the letterboxed version. Jack Kane is a Houston vice cop who's forgotten the rule book. His self-appointed mission is to stop the drugs trade and the number one supplier, Victor Manning. Whilst involved in an undercover operation to entrap Victor Manning. Well, they really like saying that name. His partner gets killed and a sinister newcomer enters the scene. That's uh, that's also vague. 
You think right. they'd be that's, more? That's they'd, just as bad. They'd be pushing like the, the the alien aspect of this. No, film. hold on. Neither of these in, it talks about the fact that there's fucking aliens in this movie. <laughs> well, because the alien aspect is like a complete side story, it has nothing to do with. It's like there's a instead of there being an A plot and a B plot, there's yeah. an A plot and an A plot, and they're just both running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a really weird movie. Uh, before I get into my history with this film, Dustin, uh, do you want to talk about why you've picked this movie? Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking, what's another fun sort of 80s, although this is like 1990 uh, movie. And this is a movie that I distinctly remember going to the movies to see something else. And I saw a trailer for this movie, which at the time when it was released in North America, it was under the title, I Come in Peace. And I just remember being struck by the trailer because they actually show, you know, the one-liner that Dolph delivers at the end of the film, right. which, we'll, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. It showed it in the trailer. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I know how that movie <laughs> ends. And so then I just never saw this movie for all these years. And I was like, no, it's time to fill in that Dolph gap. And we've had some some good success with Dolph movies lately. Uh, Punisher and Showdown in Little Tokyo, we both... Uh, I think we all enjoyed those. Yeah, so this is in between those two, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So, I mean... It's right in that, it's right in that window of Dolph yeah. heyday. I just, like, I had a problem with watching this movie because all I felt watching this movie was I want to watch Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> but James, yeah, well, uh, b before we get into that, do you have a memory of this movie? No. Okay, so this is a crazy thing because I have a memory of watching this movie that involves you. Memories. So this is back when we still lived in Ontario, uh, oh, hanging, out with our, hanging out with our Uncle John. Okay, yeah. Um, and this movie has stuck with me. I remember we sat down and watched a movie with our Uncle John. All of a sudden, guys started getting fucking sniped in the necks with, uh, <laughs> with, with discs. CDs. And we were, and we were like, told like ah okay well, we might be done like 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 you, this movie isn't necessarily for you yeah like, we were kids like i was like six eight years old right you were six but like this movie has stuck with me since then i have not i've never actually watched this movie but it's like this incredibly foundational like film of my youth but we but watched he, this with you with him you didn't know what movie it was no, until no. you watched it now, right? Uh, yeah. All I knew it was the it was the movie where the guy shot discs from his arm. Right. Uh, so jingle all the way. <laughs> well, no. Uh, it was the disc that, should, that cut throats. I mean, also right. a Christmas movie. Yeah. Which oh, I feel like true. I kind of I kind of wasted this pick on you that because I didn't realize totally, that it was a Christmas one. Totally wasted. So like, as soon as I saw it was a Christmas movie, I was like, Dustin, what are you doing? <laughs> Blew it. You don't get a lot of Christmas movie action Christmas movies it's that true. we haven't already done. We'll just have to redo it. <laughs> watch so I'll, watch I'll it say for this film, I'm like I'm super happy to watch this movie. Like I like it, the movie sucks, but um, I'm <laughs> I I was really happy to watch it because it really um, it really brought back this like incredible memory of me being a kid and watching this film and being told like. Ah, you're not allowed to watch this we both kind of are filling in a gap that like i saw that trailer and for some reason just had like clear memories of the trailer but never watched the movie for whatever reason and you whereas yeah. these like memories of seeing some scenes from it and now here we are we've seen uh, the film yeah. our lives have are come complete full circle. <laughs> yeah so whereas in like you would have been allowed to watch this but to decided not just to, decided not to um my uncle had been berated by my mother to such an extent that he was afraid of showing this movie to us. Yeah, that's funny. And and, and that's definitely how it went. Uh, uncle John was definitely being like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to deal <laughs> I don't, with aftermath. I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with Francine. <laughs> Fucking get out of here. Get out, go. Yeah. You're not allowed chips. to see discs get shot into people's necks or weird like little hoses stick into people. Little did he know that <laughs> 20 
some odd years later. Well, this James is like we were saying, this is a weird movie because it, it never feels super cohesive. Like it all comes together. Like, like on paper, I feel like this should be a really fun movie. Like it's a, it's a crazy concept. Uh, you've got Dolph Lundgren at this stage. He's got a, you know, quote unquote, funny sidekick. And it's directed by Craig R. Baxley, who, you know, he did, he did Action Jackson and Stone Cold, which we, you know, we love both of those. I mean, they're not classics, but we like those movies a great deal on this show. Yeah. So this, all this stuff together feels like this should really add up to something more fun than what you get here. Yeah. So there's, there was like a bunch of stuff that I was, I quickly read and it talked about like Joe Silver was involved at the beginning, but they had an argument before production even began. And so I think he ended up leaving the project. And also Schwarzenegger was supposed to play the alien. Yeah. I heard something about that too. I read something to that effect. But, but well, then once, once Predator, cause Predator came out around the same time or just before the filming started. And once Predator took off and was a huge, huge success, Schwarzenegger was like, no thanks. Like he was already a right. megastar now. Okay, so you, you bring that up. I, I, before we get more into the film, pretty much what the film is, it's two, um, it's two parallel uh, stories. Uh, what you have is you have an undercover cop who is trying to take down a, uh, a, a drug cartel uh, a drug ring with an FBI agent uh, as his dorky kind of pencil neck uh, partner mm-hmm. um, because um, Dolph Lundgren playing uh, Detective Jack Kane, his partner was killed in one of the opening scenes. Um, there's a parallel story in which a uh, an alien, uh, an alien drug dealer has like come to earth to take a, uh, is it dopamine? He's taking the like uh, endorphins. He, endorphins. He's giving, he's giving uh, people like injections. He's giving people straight heroin. heroin. So that they was that adrenochrome. No, that's that's only from that's only from children, James. Oh, um, sorry. I, I mean, it's and, pretty and, much the same thing. And it's adrenochrome. Um, adrenochrome. Oh, sorry. Uh, obviously, know. you've never had it. Uh, I definitely have not had it's, it. It's I mean, delicious. once you've had it, you can't really go back. Oh, right. uh, it, once you've had it, James? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, you fucking so elite. So amazing. He's injecting people with heroin so they'll get high. And then he sucks their endorphins out because that's yeah. a drug on his home world. So he's going to, like, collect all this stuff and then and take it back priceless. to his home world. And, like, yeah. So uh, he's, <laughs> a, 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 he, he says, I come in peace. That's apparently the only fucking words he <laughs> yeah, knows. Yeah, he's like a fucking um, Pokemon. It's the says, worst. I come in peace. It's kills, so and annoying. And then you, you have this. This other Highlander motherfucker who like shows up and he is like trying to like hunt down. Yeah. So throughout the movie, he's being pursued by another alien, like a bounty hunter. Um, And, you know, that that part of the movie really reminded me of Abraxas, Guardians of the Universe. Absolutely. (laughs) Which came out the same year as this. Oh, wow. This was so much better, though. Oh, yeah. But also... Only better because it piggybacked on a different movie. I mean, oh, it's the same year they came out these two movies. I mean, this this I can't like this movie is not great by any means, but but compared to Abraxas, this is like a masterpiece. Well, because Abraxas actually had a so Abraxas was like let's do this boring ass shit in Canada, um, <laughs> whereas this movie is like let's hijack a like a like a normie a drug movie like a, a cop drug movie and we'll just add just inject some aliens on top of it but yeah, that's what but i mean it, like I mean, that sounds fun like it sounds like it should be fun yeah a, a it would be fun though, if they would be i feel like abraxas is kind of fun because it's just it's so bad but man it's so bad i know it's so bad i get it oh. Well, let's talk about abraxas let's talk about this movie this movie is literally two films that are like taking part in parallel and have like really no interjection yeah i mean there is a point obviously at which they then kind of combine but it's laid in the movie like what i'm saying is is that they part in parallel but they never do a good job of actually bridging that gap 
Yeah, there's no connection. Yeah. Like, it, like, you know, if they had it that the like the drug lord or the boss like somehow was in cahoots with the alien somehow, I don't know. Or the, then, what they had is they had the the cop, like the uh, the, the, the bad the, FBI agent guy. Yeah. What I was gonna say is the Martian cop. Right. If the Martian cop guy, if he had been arrested and had some kind of like ability to like um, communicate with well, Dolph he's, he's Lundgren English in the movie. <laughs> Well, yeah. but, but but what I mean is like no one took him seriously, and then Dolph Lundgren and his FBI guy, they're like, no, there's a, I get what he's saying, and yeah. they brought him along, and like they had of like integrated that, like yeah. it, it would have been the, this whole other storyline where they're trying to actually like it, it would have all folded in on itself. Yeah, it should have been, been the alien cop teaming up with Dolph. Exactly. That's what yeah. it should have been. James, yeah, that James is totally right. That's yeah, exactly I think what, what it should have been. I think what they needed was a couple more passes at the screenplay, right? Because there's something here, there's a there's an idea here that could be a really fun movie. But yeah, it needed to be honed into something sharper. Yeah. You know what direct. they needed? 15 minutes with me and James. <laughs> they That's also it. needed Brandon Lee baby. as the FBI agent. <laughs> Well, Brandon I mean, you know, Lee. I couldn't, I That's couldn't a, help but is think that, about Was that a possibility? Well, well no, in my, even, in my world, it is. It's just that he was in Showdown in Little Tokyo with Dolph, right? He and would their, have been amazing. Their, their chemistry in that movie. Brandon Lee ruled. Yeah. So I think like, I couldn't help but think about that while I was watching this movie. Like Brian Benben is obviously supposed to be the funny, you know, oh, they're so, they're so different, you know. By the way, who is this Brian Benben guy? Well, he wasn't really a, a big actor. The thing I knew him from was he was in this HBO show way back. Dream On. Dream On. That uh, I remember me and a couple of my friends used to watch because it had naked ladies in it frequently. Oh, it was an HBO scandalous. show where he would where he would fantasize and have like these. Yeah. Like so he would. Yeah. Every time something would happen, uh, he grew up watching television by himself all the time, like okay. old black and white TV shows. And so he yes. would think about these moments from a tv show to compare to whatever was happening in his life and it would show a quick cut scene from some old show and it was yeah this is like an old hbo show before you know the, before the golden years of hbo but that's the only thing i really know him from i mean i know he's been in other movies and stuff but he's not like a huge star by any means right but so like on paper i can get why they like yeah let's team Dolph up with a guy that's totally different it's a little pipsqueak he's a nerd he's a keener you know like he's the do everything by the book guy but he's too he's, much of a straight guy yeah he's he too much no. i thought he did a good job i i thought all that stuff was like lame but he does his he does his thing i just don't think i think that's my problem is because i've seen showdown in little tokyo all i can see is <laughs> all other move all other movies are inferior <laughs> no well, but yeah, just, what no it's yeah. true you're you're you but you're totally right like brandon lee would have ruled well, it's just because he injects so much life into that movie, whereas Brian Benben ben ben is his character is is designed to sort of suck the life out of this movie in a way. Yeah. Right? Also, um, was it's Brendan Lee dead at this point? Um, no, no, this came out no, before Showdown. Year, year before, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't, I don't really necessarily think it's Brian Benben's fault. It's just no, that, no, I don't think so. No, this, this movie... like I said, the script needed more sharpening because it as it is, it's like let's take all the generic buddy cop tropes that we've seen in lots of movies which hey i like i like that stuff but then it's just it's not delivered in any kind of a fun way like it's very flat there's very few moments that kind of stand out as being funny or interesting or different uh, like, we should we should have a term for these kind of movies where it's just a person it's just people doing a job like yeah. they're just yeah but at the same time they're punching they're punching a clock at the same time, like a script like Showdown in Little Tokyo isn't necessarily a great, great script. It, but but an actor in that movie, they ca they had a chance to elevate it. Whereas I don't feel like anyone here is necessarily elevating okay. the material. What yeah. I will say is I do feel that Dolph Lundgren and Brian Benben were doing decent jobs. Like yeah, I actually don't, don't blame I don't blame them for this. I blame the script and the direction. I think that they were actually held back. Well, I don't but, know. But like Dolph, Lund Dolph Lundgren sucks because <laughs> because they they. I don't blame him them, but Dolph Lundgren sucks. <laughs> okay, but I think that the thing is, is that they they would never do this nowadays. They put him in situations like whether it's the script or 
it's mostly the script and, and, and the words he says where they make it completely unfair for him like How do you mean? Be, because he can't he can't say certain words properly or like it, it sounds stunted whereas i yeah, feel like they nowadays needed do, they needed to do another take or they needed to be like let's take that line in a different way or something yeah this is honest. not dolph lundgren's fault like they they did this to him like they they could have changed the the words does that make sense is that is that crazy well, I mean, only because I keep bringing up Showdown in Little Tokyo, like that movie is elevated because of Brandon Lee and his yeah. his chemistry with Dolph. I just think all the lines, the cheesy lines between Dolph and Ben Ben, it just, I don't know. It, it just falls very flat. It, was, it did, right? Like there wasn't much there that stood out. And like John's saying, a lot of that has to go to what the writing is, what the direction was. Yeah. But sometimes you can feel somebody uh, elevating something, even if it, it isn't necessarily great on the page. And I don't feel like anyone really rose to that occasion necessarily either in this movie. To me, the best parts are like the best like dialogue are like these really like one off throwaway stuff. Like there's like yeah. a part at the end where Benman says to uh, Dolph when his girlfriend shows up, like, oh, don't give her the upper hand. And then she slaps yeah, him in the she face. Slaps him. Yeah, there are like little moments here and there sprinkled throughout or like some weird character stuff. Like there's that scientist that they go to like he's holding on to the disc weapon yeah. for them. And he's kind of like a wacky character. He's on a bunch of uppers and stuff. And there's just like these little touches where it's like, Oh yeah, this could be something more like there could be some real fun, weird character shit here. Or even like they go to the, that, the grocery store at one point and there's like the security guard. There's like these kind of weird little characters who will yeah, these weird one, characters. Yeah. One moment sort of, but those are some of the best moments in the whole movie. Those weird little jokes and stuff. Yeah, totally. And they also go to that uh, that bar that that are playing pool. Yeah, they want to get information out of that one guy. I mean, these are all interesting characters that you know could offer more. I don't know. Yeah, I think James is completely right here, and and this is where I think the movie falls apart in the sense that it like lets down Dolph Lundgren in in that they are not interested in these characters like they're not interested in like elevating them they're not interested in like being this this movie would have thrived off of quirkiness yeah, uh, off of like least, you know you think of action jackson same director it's full of all kinds of weird nutty shit and that's what makes it a fun movie yeah and this movie um, is like is ripe for being like super fucking weird dolph lundgren actually thinks like kind of kills it in this movie like he's, well, he's doing kind of awesome i wish he had more good lines because he's doing a fine job and he and he, and he could but it could have been better for him right if they had if delivered something to him to but this i think this gets into a much larger thing where it's like the way they hollywood or like films treat these actors like they don't give i i, I feel like this movie doesn't give dolph the respect that he deserved he, like, he should have been treated better in this movie I, I i think they kind of like tossed him aside as being like a fucking idiot just because he's not american well yeah i don't know if that's not an idiot but like, i didn't really get that no sorry i'm sorry not an idiot but they less is expected of him because he has he has his accent he has his stuff they don't write for him, yeah. whereas they would have written for other characters, right? They could other written, actors. They would have written more into Arnie and stuff. Yeah. The other thing uh, is, like, you know, having these two plots, like, again, like on paper, this sounds like a fun idea, but then because they're kept separate the entire movie, one is just played. You know, one half of the movie is a kind of played very straight as a cops, a buddy cops looking into drug dealers kind of movie. And then the other half of the movie is is alien being pursued by an alien bounty hunter while he murders people. And then later on, these things collide. Like, yeah, we have early on uh, Dolph discovers the murder scene where the alien has come in and like killed everyone with his CDs that he shoots. Um, and so they keep, you know, they take that and they're examining it with the scientists and stuff, but that's kind of the only connection to that part of the movie until later. No, I um, agree. I, th I think this is a horrible, it's horrible. Uh, I mean, they should I think have been interacting like the whole time, right? This is a filmmaker who didn't have the ability to take these two concepts and melt them together. 
Like they, well, I don't they, know if they, they didn't have the ability, but it kind of feels to me like that they didn't put in the the work that they would have needed to in order sure. to get it to the. Okay, well, what I'm saying is, uh, by the filmmaker, I mean is that like the the effort isn't there, like like something's not there to meld these two complete, like these these two kind of cool ideas together. They 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 yeah. exist completely separately, and it's it it kind of robs us of some of the fun of that where we could have fun with like, just like, oh, this is kind of wild where we have those, uh, this like alien that's killing people. And we have this like kind of the typical cop, bad, you know, not bad cop, but like a renegade cop that's just like doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the they just don't mesh. Yeah. Well, but it's like, they're not even asked to mesh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That's even, I guess that's even better. I mean, like, I want to, yeah. I want to see more of the white boys. Oh, oh, of course those... you would. That's the gang, the no. white boys. Yeah, that, the guys that's what's the, hilarious to me. The white boys, the guys with the uh, are those the guys with the suits all the time that yeah. show up? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the white collar suits. Yeah, I and, love these guys. They're so fucking funny. They're pretty cool, but again, they're not given enough, right? Like, yeah, they're I, not given enough. Like they, I, they, they kind of look cool. They have a couple of cool moments. They seem sort of like they could be interesting. Like when they. Like, when they blow up the fucking police station, that yeah. shit is so funny. Yeah, like even at the end, they're they're coming out of wherever they're coming out of. Yeah, and they just sort of show up and like, oh yeah, I forgot about these guys. They, they just start shooting at Dolph, and it's it's like, hey, you forget about us. <laughs> and it's just so funny and stupid. And then the alien just comes and shoots him and kills him, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, see, it just feels like a missed opportunities all around, right? And that's because, what I was trying to get at, where it's like it's two separate people, yeah. it's two separate things, but like n- neither respects each other, and, and they just like there, there is stuff there, right? Like when Dolph goes to that meeting in the boardroom of the White Boys, yeah, they, like their second in command guys there, like there's some, something there you could, you know, that could be something that you know they're, they're like taunting him because and he gets you know, a picture from the yeah the the, head that, guy. that was one of my favorite parts of the whole That's movie hilarious. when he gets a photograph sent by the by the victor manning that he's pursuing wish he's you like, were hey here. i mean wish you were here he's in rio with like topless yeah. ladies whatever <laughs> it was one of the funniest things <laughs> in the movie because it felt like out of left field right like it was a weird uh moment to throw in there it feels it just, like this movie could be uh, this is the first like, like i said this is the first time i've watched this this movie has cult cult potential yeah well, and i think the thing is i think it does have a bit of a cult following but it has cult potential in the sense that it's so weird yeah but that's the thing it's not weird enough it's like, not weird me. enough i agree with like, you but what i'm saying is like i i i feel like there are a lot of people who are out there that are um sympathizers like uh, oh, apologists yeah. apologists oh, no, this, this definitely has its fans for sure I posted something on on instagram and people are like oh man i love this movie and, and i mean oh, it's the great I think great I, ending <laughs> it's what the, the fuck like, yeah but if you grew up watching it whereas like none of us saw it until now right yeah but if you if you rent this is something you rented as a kid a bunch of times i can see why somebody would like it yeah it, it's just like there's enough there that it would have got your interest as a kid oh um, totally and and i get that it just goes to show you that it, it really doesn't matter what movie it is or how bad it is oh it's everything's got its fans right yes yeah, i think we out there being like this shit's gold this i think I've, I, I think i've said this i don't know if i've said it like this like straightforward we need to really create a category of films um uh, call it the blood sport category people love a movie because they watched it when they were kids i think Bloodsport is I mean, that's a huge amount of movies yeah. right i'm just saying that like Bloodsport is like is the quintessential <laughs> yeah but it wouldn't be figure, in the category the same category as this movie i think no no, no. i'm not saying I, i'm saying Bloodsport is the name of the category <laughs> and there's varying degrees within that but this is a blood sport movie where people like it because they watched it when they were kids and they thought it was cool uh, right. and it's not well it's more entertaining but yeah i, I get I'm what you're just, saying I, I, once again i'm just yeah. saying that buzzwords yeah. yeah. at the top of that yeah yeah nostalgia right. category or something but that's a huge category i think for a lot of people especially when we're talking about these types of action movies well especially when you're talking about like movies that are still in the vhs era yeah 
Yeah, for sure. I think that we should probably make more of an effort uh, to talk about uh, where these movies stand um, as far as their contemporaries. Whereas this is more of a VHS film uh, like it, it, today than a lot of the movies that came out in, in the same year. Uh, a, a lot of movies don't make that transition that easily. From VHS, like these kind of movies we pass around even still today, to movies like Bloodsport, which is readily available. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that all, I don't know, depends on how well it did to some extent at the time, but also like who has the rights and all that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah. It's, it's also a whole bunch of like dumb shit. Right. Oh, I was just going to say, this, you know, this was released in North America as I Come in Peace because um, its original title was, in fact, Dark Angel. But then there was two older movies called Dark Angel. And so in North America, they decided they would change the title everywhere else. It did come out as Dark Angel. And now if you go and you buy the Blu-ray, it's reverted to that original title. So that's why there's some kind of some confusion over the name. Well, um, and so like this wasn't a success at all. I mean, it had a budget of seven million dollars. It wasn't a success. Maybe VHS, it was a success. Yeah, but, apparently rentals, it did well. Um, what is it, Mathis Hughes? He tried to get a sequel made for Matthias, like Matthias Hughes. Yeah, the villain, yeah, the Ma- alien. Yeah, the alien for like sixteen plus years. He was trying. Yeah, and to get apparently a they were like on the verge a couple of times of of making a sequel to this. Well, yeah. So the one time they were pretty much greenlit to make it, but they had to do it with a budget of like 3 million or something. Right. Like and, yeah. And then the director, uh, he didn't want to do it for that small of a budget. Yeah. But, but yeah, wh- we, who the seen. hell is, who the hell's demanding a sequel? Um, I think, you know, there's like you were saying earlier, James, like there's always some contingent of people who are like, I fucking love this movie. So like, there's you know some demand for it like even you know universal soldier we did uh, we did on that on the on the show like a way back also with Dolph. um yeah like that's a movie that i never really got into and never really saw like the the over overly the appeal but they've they've made like four or five of those movies they kept no they've made and that's a movie series though that like somebody just kind of threw their way behind had the right connections and like made films Right, and then like Kickboxer with Van Damme, he's only in the first one. Although maybe I think he came back for like the fifth one or something. But yeah. like they but something about them. yeah, Universal Soldier though is um is a film series that like people rave about. It's it's like nine ten. Like people rave about them now. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I got to be honest. I've only seen the one sequel that had Goldberg in it, so I I can't really comment on the series. But like, I'm interested to see like why people love those movies so much. But this is the same kind of thing. If this had ever had a sequel, it's like, oh, is it justified? Like, well, I don't know. and so that's why, like, like I can see it. I could see it getting made for like three million or six million or whatever. Like, yeah. And that's the other thing is that when VHS was a big deal, there was suddenly a demand for all these people to make movies to fill video rental store shelves, and that's right. why you had all these B action films getting made. Like yeah. it created a, a huge market for this stuff. So you could make, you knew you could make money, even if it wasn't like, oh, we don't have a big star. We have Don the Dragon Wilson. So let's make a fucking kickboxing movie and, you know, we can make it for a million bucks or whatever. Yeah. You just got to have and, like and awesome the market, cover art. And the rental market will justify it. And not only that, but then it goes on cable and stuff. Right. And like, that's how some of these things have a shelf life, like a movie like this it's on some kid grew up watching it on HBO every other day for like five years. Right. Right. It's also the time of, it's, it's the time of hucksters where you just like pushed film. Cause they're going to be like, well, I mean, the movie may not do that great, but it's going to do great on VHS. It's going to do, it's going to do good on HBO. Like movies are getting sequels and like, crazy shit's happening but this movie is fucking wild like this movie should should it should be wild it should be wild i know but this movie is this movie is wild and just it just it's 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 too incoherent they never bring the two storylines together well they need to go one of two ways right like they needed to either get a lot more serious and sharp about making this story make sense and come together and, and be a cohesive thing or they needed to just go the other way and go completely batshit with it. And, and instead it's like, it's very just like middle of the road, 
you, you know, in terms of the cop buddy cop tropes, it's not offering you anything new, but not only that, it's not, nothing here is like standing out as like, Oh, this is what makes this buddy cop movie. Yeah. A yeah. special one. They should have right. they should have had a scene where like the whole white boys gang tried to kill the alien. And there was like oh, yeah, they sure. all showed up in That's their suits. Very predator style, like and like predators too. Like predator two, which we should definitely do. But haven't we done it? No, we went well, on you guys, another you guys went on another show to do it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of ways you could have made this a lot more fun because there is like the skeleton of something uh, worthwhile here. Yeah. And like we said, there are, you know, there are some moments that are oh, fun. So speaking of that, then like, like, do we want to talk about before we finish this off, do you have a favorite scene? Dustin? like, I, I see that. Like, oh, like that. Well, I do. <laughs> it's the moment where he gets the photo from the gangster. <laughs> about right. <me> Rio. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the end, um, it's not a like amazing ending by any means, but it's not bad. Like it's fine. It's passable. I think the one liner is a really great one liner. It is great um, one liner. It feels kind of wasted in this movie just because the movie yeah. itself isn't so amazing. But it has like obviously they knew they had such a great one liner that they couldn't even resist using it in the fucking trailer, even though it's like the end of the movie, right? Right. But, um, yeah. So you you know he's saying I come in peace the whole time, and then you get the yeah and you go no, in pieces. pieces asshole <laughs> i actually i actually hate the end because i feel it's so it's so waste an opportunity where you can actually have like a good hand-to-hand fight instead you get like dolph having to like fight off this snake thing that comes out of his arm that he can control. And so all you have is Dolph trying to like have it. So this thing doesn't stab him in the face. And then the alien like have like endorphins out. Yeah. yeah. And then the alien have like these facial expressions like, Oh, I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> it, like there's no hand to hand combat really. Yeah. I mean, you get Dolph hitting him with like a pipe or a bat yeah, or something. Sure, piece of wood. Like, there's some stuff there. Like it's enough that like, you know, if it was on TV and you were a kid, you'd be like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, but it's not. I get like, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I like this scene. I, I like a scene actually early on in the movie, the scene when he's undercover. Oh, he's not undercover, but he's like in the, you know, in the car. His, his partner's undercover before you know that this movie kind of sucks. Oh, at the beginning. Where, yeah. It's the beginning. I, I thought this was actually a pretty good scene where you've got the, the you had just seen the um uh the one the the gang steal the drugs and they we didn't even talk about this they blow up a fucking police precinct yeah you mentioned it but yeah we didn't go into like, it they literally kill hundreds of cops yeah which is crazy <laughs> um those white boys then, are crazy but i mean the movie doesn't really <laughs> bring that up again either like it's just kind of all right they blew up there's the no yeah and, and that's a, that's a huge problem with this film is that there's no weight there's no weight to anything which also uh, brings up another I, thing why okay so at the beginning his partner gets killed and then the police chief or captain comes in and it's like where the hell have you been you've been gone for eight days not even a week you've been gone eight days or something like that <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) He starts losing it, but there's no explanation. Like even his girlfriend's like, you just disappear on me. And yeah, I think we're supposed to think he's doing some undercover shit for eight days and he hasn't been in contact with anyone, I guess. But at the same time, no, James has a really good point where it's like this dude just suffered an incredible loss. Like we're led to believe, especially at this time, that like characters, cops, are just incredibly like these balls of emotion that are only supposed to have certain emotions. You know what I mean? He disappeared for like eight days and like everybody's mad. We could watch another movie where, where somebody, uh, where, where the same thing happened and somebody's like, oh, like bricks, you were gone for eight days. Like you should have taken 15. Bricks, you know what I mean? Not- like like we're like like your partner died like why are you back so soon you son of a bitch like yeah well i think we're supposed to think like oh he he was 
doing stuff like off the books for eight days and that's but he was already doing stuff off the books yeah i don't i don't know like i don't Uh, i don't i don't get what they're trying to and if they're trying to imply that he was doing undercover work that's why he was gone for eight days they do a really poor yeah, job. I don't oh, buy that absolutely. at all. They do a bad job. But I, I think, think he was crying in think. the desert like a little bitch. No, this is before his partner is killed. That they, yeah. That, Either but, way, I think he was crying in the desert. <laughs> I mean, that's just as viable of, My a, muscles a, are too of an big. idea because the movie doesn't tell you. I think you're just supposed to think. Yeah, oh, he and lost contact with his bosses for this many days because well, he's, not just his bosses, but his girlfriend. His girlfriend. And as that well. yeah. he promised her was, that they would the, go on vacation. She's the coroner, right? Yeah, she's the coroner. That yeah. was super weird. Also, well, that's a very another really underdeveloped part of the movie. I mean, I guess I'm not too sad that they didn't bother okay. trying to develop oh, that i'm stuff. fine that they didn't I'm, develop that i know you are. i really <laughs> want to get in i, I want to get to the ratings i think we need to wrap this movie up um the one thing we have not talked about enough is how cool it is that the bad alien in this movie kills people with cds um he slits their throats i mean it's a very 90s way to kill people it's super cool i think it's cool I love yeah, it. He looks I cool. Fucking I like his love this and shit. I think that's all. I mean, cool. he's playing pool, but with CDs. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> I, 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 I really love it. Like he he's bouncing the cue ball off of the wall to hit yeah. the guy in the throat and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think like, that stuff's cool. There's like a moment, you know, they they have a car chase later where he shoots the CD into the cop's neck, and there's some stuff like there's like some little moments, you know. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I mean, the the whole stuff though, like where the CD is in the speaker. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I like immediately thought, oh, okay, the CD's in the speaker because of the magnet. That's why. That's it's what I thought. There. Yeah. And then when they reveal later, like, oh, the magnetic field is like keeping it. It's like, wow, that's the reveal of like how this thing works. Like, <laughs> it's super dumb. It's, the movie is not smart. And I, I think that if, yeah, this movie is not intelligent in any way. Um, the, I do like his I would partner. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, I do like his partner's line because his partner's undercover doing the drug deal with those guys in the, yeah. in the bar. Oh, at and the beginning? He says, uh, I went to the University of Suck My Dick or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think that was pretty good. <laughs> but see, that's the movie I want to watch. I know, I know. Yeah. See, that's you get those you get those glimpses and you're like, this could be this. Yeah. yeah. James is totally right. Like, there is another movie that could be written that is fucking awesome. And yeah, I actually I think, think, I think Dolph Lundgren needed, needed a couple more passes on the script yeah. here. Yeah. I actually think Dolph Lundgren should star in it cuz he's he's actually really good in this movie. <laughs> uh, to, to, to me. To me I, <laughs> I think he's actually fine. quite good. I, I thought he was fine. I thought like I thought he could be good if they gave him some more stuff. Well, it's just yeah. that he plays like James was saying with like Brandon Lee kind of brought something out of him more in showing Tokyo. But Brandon Lee fucking ruled in that role. And, and even in, I mean, well, I won't say that Dolph was amazing in The Punisher, but I did enjoy that movie more. No, that movie's just kind of funny. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is a really good Dolph role, though. Like, yeah, it kind no, of no, gives he's, him. He's suitable for the role, for sure. It gives him more ability to just kind of be himself. I think that there is a, a part where I think he suffers from being. Um, a, 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 an actor from another country in the 80s and 90s. Like, I don't think he'd be treated the same way today. Yeah, I mean, even when we did Expendables, we saw that Dolph, you know, obviously he'd done a lot more acting by then, and, and he was probably the best part of that movie, uh, The Expendables. He's like, a good across. actor, actually. Like, that's the thing. It, the Expendables show that he's actually a far better actor than a lot of his contemporaries. But he wasn't utilized well, obviously. No, they treat him like shit because he's fucking foreign. But uh, and, the, and Steven Seagal, and I'm going to say this today, and I've said it forever, uh, Steven Seagal's a racist. Sorry, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone is, is a racist. This, this is the second time you've confused Seagal and I get Stallone. them confused. Yeah. I think Sylvester Stallone is, is like a super racist. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> right. Um, James is like, mm, well, this I was going to be interested in. I was going to bring up the uh, the alien cop was kind of uh, his receding hairline was throwing me off a little bit. 
<laughs> James only respects people with a strong hair. No, it just was like it, this it was is my new favorite. Weird. It was like a weird cut. It was like kind of like a monk or something, like a half shaved head or something. I, yeah, it's just weird. Like I don't know. You know would actually be okay. I'm gonna say this right now. I think this would be really fun if you actually created a comic book based on this movie. That yeah. could be re- that could be really fun. That actually. could be fun. Yeah. But there's got to be more tie you, in with the the different characters. Of and course. But Dustin, lines. what do you think about that? Like, what if you yeah, started in like. You could do a cool comic. I'm surprised like IDW hasn't done a comic or something already. Cause they do I, I, I feel like you could, you could pitch a really cool comic. Yeah. You could do a cool comic. You could even, even, I wouldn't even mind seeing a remake if the right people were doing it uh, on something like this. But uh, it doesn't, it's obviously it's all white people for Dustin. <laughs> Well, the original aliens were white, so they need to be recast as white. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm, we might as well get to the scores here. I'm looking at them, and I think I, apparently, I liked this movie more than you guys did. I mean, I didn't hate it. I just you thought fucking it was very, loved it. I thought it was very middle of the middle of the road in a lot of respects. Yeah, didn't I'm didn't hate sure it. Didn't said, love it. You, this is a really weird. You sent me a text, and you said, "I just <laughs> creamed my jeans." Oh yeah, but that wasn't really. That was awkward. Oh no, that was when you were. No, you were watching a high school graduation. (laughs) Oh, that's weird because that's not the text he sent me. He said, "I just creamed in my mouth." Oh, that's weird. Well, that was a. Was there any context? Separate incident. That was (laughs) no, no. It's just he just a picture of his mouth (laughs) with cream in it. Oh, Anyways, gross. that's disgusting. So, let's get to the ratings. All right, James, you go always. Oh, whose pick is this? Mine. It's Dustin's. Well, Dustin, you go first. All right. My reaction was a five, and my overall score was a 4.8. James? And, and I'm uh, threes across the board. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to you, James. A lot of threes and fours. Uh, overall, this movie gets a 3.4 for me which i believe gives it a 3.7 overall yeah 3.7 which uh makes it's a big it tie a it's a big tie. tie so we got at uh 132 under siege 2 rambo last blood and Waterworld. well personally i'd put it behind Waterworld, but ahead of the other three but since that doesn't work <laughs> uh-huh i mean i guess i'd have to put it ahead of those it's better than i thought it was more entertaining than under siege 2 which when, it, when we watched it turned out was not was not terribly good i mean see like i know under siege 2 isn't good but some reason i think like it is good <laughs> I don't know why. I just can't get rid of that. My idea. lizard brain is telling me that <laughs> Under Siege Two is good. I mean, it had Morris Chestnut. Yeah, no, I we rewatched Under Siege Two for the show, and I remember being like, "This is actually quite quite bad." Yeah, it's quite bad. I mean, like again, this movie didn't love it, but I think it's more watchable to me. It was more. I had more fun with this, even with just those little moments strewn throughout. I mean, I- to be honest with you, I had to rewatch the like last. 15 20 minutes because like i couldn't remember <laughs> what happened i didn't mind uh, him getting it that was cool when he got you know impaled on the pipe and whatnot just um yeah let off some steam let off some steam bennett <laughs> so my my vote would be that this movie is ahead of all of them yeah. it's at it would be at 130 it would be the new 132 yeah. Um, okay. It's incredibly flawed, but so much more fun than these movies. There's just like enough there where you're like, it's fr- it's a frustrating movie to watch because you're like, this could have been one of those cult movies that we look back on and be like, yeah. man, that's a fun thing with all this crazy shit going on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think honestly, the other- I just don't. I honestly don't even care where it would end up there. So if you guys are <laughs> he's like, not gonna, he's not even gonna vote. I'm not even gonna think- vote. So. Well, I think the other thing is is that this is going to be something that keeps happening to us. I mean, like, like it's not going to be that long before we're at two hundred movies. Yeah, like that's you like, know when you, you dig you dig through all the coal and occasionally you find a diamond, but it's mostly coal. <laughs> that's so poetic. <laughs> Thanks, man. We're, we're no. diamond miners well, or coal gonna, miners? Which ones are we? oh, well, we're both. Right. Clean coal, though. Clean. All right. Well, this movie is now our new... What was the number? Jeez. 132, I think you said. I just like lost the 
132. All right, so we have a new 132 out of our what's what's our number at James right now? I think it's uh 154. Yeah, 154. A, as long as I've entered all the movies, then yes. Yeah, it's a guys. That's a big list. Yeah, so it is a big list, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can get to 200. You know, hopefully, oh, yeah. we don't. We're gonna we're gonna have to do something special when we get to 200. That's yeah, maybe like Die Hard. Ooh. If Dustin doesn't pick Die Hard pretty soon, I'm just gonna pick it, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'll murder you. Well, we got what? <laughs> one more Die Hard? No, we still didn't do five because we never did any Christmas movies this year. Oh right. So, so one of you. So one of you have to pick five before we get to Christmas, and then we. No, can we won't. <laughs> no, I can just pick Die Hard one whenever I want, motherfucker. What are you gonna do? Quit the podcast? Hey Wes, if you're listening, a spot just opened for you. That comes from That's James. Right, he sent me a text. He sent me a message earlier, and he said, "If doesn't ever threatens to quit." Just say, Wes. No. Dustin, check your phone. I just sent you a message. John, you're out. <laughs> oh, shit. Who's the new host? Uh, Andy? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Spaghetti. Oh, man. Spaghetti, yeah. <laughs> All right. That, that hurts. Do your spiel. Do your spiel. All right. Next week, what are we going to watch? James, tell us. What yeah. are we watching? Uh, next week, we're going to do a special double feature. We're going to do Martial Law 1 and 2. Cynthia Rothrock? I'm I'm into this. So why are we doing this? Uh, we're going to do it because we're actually going to be giving away the 1 and 2 box set. I, is that a box set or is that just a double disc box I say set? You're getting both movies. You get both movies? You get both movies, yep. Let's say it's a box set. We're giving the box set away, guys. Vinegar Syndrome release. No, hey, 1990 again. We're staying in 1990. I'm pretty fucking excited to watch this. It's the actually. 90s, baby. <laughs> All right, so next week we're giving away, we're, we're, we're going to watch uh, Martial Law 1 and 2. We're giving away the movies. Uh, pay attention to our Patreon Action Action podcast. Letterbox Action Action Podcast and our uh, Instagram uh, Action Action Podcast. You'll have opportunities to enter to for the opportunity to win uh, those uh, uh, Blu-rays. Um, on check Instagram. it out on Instagram mostly. Yeah, we'll see you next week, I guess.